In the previous recording, we discussed two aspects or two elements of the mitzvah to taste the Shabbos food on Friday afternoon. One was practical to make sure that the food is ready, it's tasty for Shabbos and nothing needs to be fixed. And the other was more inherent to honor Shabbos by eating and celebrating it a little earlier before it begins. And we pointed out that those two elements parallel the two elements of Shabbos candles that we light on Friday afternoon, which are also practical to give light, especially in the olden days when that was their source of light, and also more inherently to honor Shabbos and greet its arrival. In this recording, we're going to now turn to a third concept in Halacha, and again, we'll find the same two elements. One is more practical, and one is in order to honor Shabbos. So this is a running theme that we find in a lot of the practices and rituals on Friday afternoon, that they have a practical component to make sure everything is ready for Shabbos. And there's another element to greet and welcome the arrival of Shabbos. There is a concept in Halacha called Tosefes Shabbos, that one is obligated to add on to the time of Shabbos, both at the beginning and at the end of Shabbos. So if Shabbos begins at sunset, one is supposed to add a few minutes onto that time and start Shabbos, not immediately at sunset, but a few minutes earlier. And the same is when Shabbos is leaving. If it's over at nightfall, one is supposed to wait a few more minutes before finally ending Shabbos. So that's called Tosefes Shabbos. It also applies to Yantif, and it also applies to Yom Kippur. Now the question is, what is the reason for this halacha? Is it in order to prevent any potential chilol violation of Shabbos? Meaning, if someone waits until the last final moment and then they start Shabbos, so there's a chance that they might mess it up and work for one extra minute into Shabbos time. So in order to prevent that, we encourage them to accept Shabbos earlier to avoid any confusion or any mistakes. Or is it something more inherent, that in order to honor Shabbos, one shouldn't wait until the last possible minute to accept Shabbos, but they should start it a bit earlier to show that they anticipate and they appreciate and they're looking forward to Shabbos. And likewise, when Shabbos is leaving, they should wait a little bit to show that it wasn't a burden and they're not eager to be done with the Shabbos experience. So this is a debate between various commentators. Rashi and his commentary on the Torah towards the beginning in Bracious Parag Bey's Pasuk Bey's so he quotes from the Medrash Rabbah on the Pasuk, which we say in the Kiddush on Friday night. It says, Vayichal Elokim Bayom Hashvi, that God stopped working on the seventh day. Now he technically stopped working on the sixth day. So the language of the Torah seems imprecise. It says that Hashem stopped working on the seventh day. So Rashi quotes the interpretation of Reb Shimon Bar Yochai that a human being can't differentiate exactly when the sixth day becomes the seventh day. We are unable to tell the exact moment when the sun sets and it becomes the new day. That's why we have a concept of Bein HaShmashos between sunset and nightfall when it's turning into the night. So we understand that at some point during that period, it becomes the next day. But a human being can never tell the exact second. So that's why we have to stop working for Shabbos a little earlier when it's technically still Friday. But HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shehu Yodeya Rigav Ve'ita V'Sha'osav, who knows every millisecond precisely, he knows exactly when it became the new day, Nichnas Bo Sa'ara. So he worked up until the last millisecond on Friday, and then immediately when it became Shabbos, he ceased working and took a break. 
So that's why the Torah says that he stopped working on the seventh day because from the human perspective, it looked like it may have already been the seventh day. But Hashem, who knows the exact second when Shabbos started, knew that he had stopped at immediately that second. So that's Rashi's first interpretation for why the Torah says that Hashem stopped working on the seventh day. He quotes another interpretation that resting is itself a form of creation. In other words, Hashem's final creation was the act of resting, which happened on the seventh day. So that was when the final act of creation took effect. So this is a very insightful Rashi, the idea that the Torah speaks in the way that people experience things, not from the perspective of Hashem, is a very intriguing idea. The idea that rest itself is a creation. It's not just the absence of doing anything is also a very interesting idea. But for our purposes, the idea of Rashi that's relevant is that he seems to say clearly that Tosefus Shabbos, the mitzvah of adding on to Shabbos, is because a human being can't calculate precisely. In other words, it's to avoid mistakes, but it's not an inherent mitzvah to honor Shabbos. Meaning, from Hashem's perspective, who does know the precise second that Shabbos begins, so he does not have to add Tosefus Shabbos, so to speak. Only human beings who can't figure out that exact second need to add on to Shabbos in order to not get anywhere near violating Shabbos. So that's how Rashi in his commentary on the Torah seems to interpret this mitzvah. And that's what the Sho'alu Meshiv in a tshuva about this and also the Primagadim in his commentary on the Torah, the Tevas Goma at the beginning of Yisro. So they both assume that that's the meaning of this mitzvah based on Rashi's comments. Now, there are other ways of interpreting this Rashi, which would fit in line with the other idea that adding to Shabbos is an inherent mitzvah to honor and respect Shabbos. So the Chassam Sofer, in his comments on Rosh Hashanah, Tesamet Aleph, has a long discussion of this whole issue, and he reads Rashi differently, based on a discussion which we'll discuss at much greater length in a few minutes, which is, when does the Tosefis Shabbos have to happen? Between sunset and nightfall, meaning does Shabbos technically begin at nightfall, and starting Shabbos from sunset is enough of an addition to fulfill this mitzvah, or does the additional time of Shabbos have to be even before sunset? Meaning Shabbos really starts at sunset and a person has to accept the additional tosefes before sunset. So the Chassam Sofer weighs into this issue and he says that really the mitzvah is between sunset and nightfall. So Shabbos begins at nightfall. Tosefes Shabbos means to add and begin from sunset. And that's a way of honoring Shabbos because we're showing that we're not waiting for the last minute. We're beginning earlier at sunset. But that's only for Hashem who knows how to calculate exactly when sunset begins. As opposed to a human being who doesn't know the second when sunset begins. So they need to add on a few minutes even before sunset in order to not violate Tosefes Shabbos and keep working after sunset. So according to the Chassam Sofer's analysis, there's a very nice timeline for this mitzvah, which is there's actually two elements of Tosefes Shabbos. One is to avoid confusion, and one is to honor Shabbos. Avoiding confusion begins a few minutes before sunset, because a person can't figure out exactly when sunset is. 
honoring Shabbos, Tosefes Shabbos, begins at sunset, and then Shabbos finally begins technically at nightfall. Now Hashem, who only has the second component of Tosefes Shabbos to honor Shabbos, not the confusion part, so he begins Shabbos on sunset, and that's what Rashi means, that it looked to human eyes like he began that first Shabbos on the seventh day itself. So that's how the Chasim Sofer makes sense of this Rashi without dismissing the idea that there is an inherent mitzvah of extending the sanctity of Shabbos before and after the technical time that it begins and ends. Now there's another popular way to interpret this Rashi along the lines of the other approach, which is very creative, and that is that the whole concept of Tosefes Shabbos means adding onto a pre-existing Shabbos, meaning there is the sanctity of Shabbos in the world, and you now extend it by beginning Shabbos early. But that didn't apply to the first Shabbos in all of history because that Friday afternoon, there was no concept of Shabbos in the world yet. Meaning the next Shabbos and from then on forevermore, there's already a concept of Kedushas Shabbos, the sanctity of Shabbos in the world. So someone can extend it on Friday afternoon by beginning Shabbos earlier. But that first Shabbos was missing that whole concept because there had never yet been a Shabbos. So that's why Rashi says that Hashem didn't add on to the Shabbos. A human being would have had to add on because they can't calculate the exact second that Shabbos begins. But Hashem, who can calculate it, had no reason to add on that first Shabbos afternoon. But for subsequent Shabbos to that, then everyone, including Hashem, so to speak, should make Shabbos early in order to extend the sanctity of Shabbos. That's a very clever reading of Rashi that differentiates between the first Shabbos in all of history versus other Shabbos which came after that Shabbos already introduced the concept of Shabbos's sanctity into the world. So those are a few different ways of interpreting this Rashi. Again, Rashi seems to say that the concept of Tosefes Shabbos is to avoid mistakes, but we've seen that there are other approaches to read the Rashi which don't necessarily have to mean that. And it could be that Rashi would also agree there's something inherently important about extending the sanctity of Shabbos before it actually begins. Now, there are other commentators who explicitly say this idea that it's inherently important to accept Shabbos early. The Nazar HaKodesh and his comments on the Medrash Rabbah in Bereshis at the end of Parsha Tess. So he argues that the comments of Rashi we saw before, which were based on the Medrash Rabbah quoting Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, that there's a debate and there's another Rabbi Yehuda who disagrees with that comment. The Medrash comments on the Pasuk of Vayihi Erev Vayihi Boker Yom Hashishi that it was evening and morning and it was the sixth day that Rabbi Yudan said that refers to the extra time that one adds Mechol Al HaKodesh that one accepts Shabbos earlier. Uba Nigmra Melechas HaOlam That's when Hashem completed the work of the world. So that's why it calls it Hashishi with an extra hey. The commentators deal with the issue why Friday is called in the Torah Yom Hashishi, the sixth day. It has the hey, which means the, whereas the other days of creation are called fourth day, fifth day, Yom Revi'i, Yom Hamishi, missing the Ha Revi'i, the Ha Hamishi. 
So the answer according to this view in the Medrash is because the last hour of that first Friday was transformed into Shabbos precisely because Hashem did accept Shabbos earlier. So he was rushing to complete the work of Friday in order to accept Shabbos before sunset of that night. So that day became a complicated day. Most of it was Friday, but the last hour, even though it was technically Friday, was transformed into Shabbos, which is exactly what we do modeled after that first Friday when Hashem added to the Shabbos. Now, how does he interpret the Pasuk that says, which says that God stopped working on the seventh day, not on the sixth day? So the Nezer HaKodesh explains that Rabbi Yehuda holds that since he transformed the end of that Friday into Shabbos, so that became the seventh day. In other words, the reference to the seventh day in the Torah is not after sunset when it was technically the seventh day, but it's talking about the time of Tosefes Shabbos. In other words, when it was transformed into Shabbos, the Torah calls that Yom HaShvi'i already, and that's when Hashem stopped working. So according to the Nezer HaKodesh, there's a debate between two views in the Medrash precisely on this issue, did Hashem add on to the first Shabbos or not? And obviously Rabbi Yehuda, who holds that Hashem did add on to Shabbos, is not because Hashem make mistakes or doesn't know the exact moment when Shabbos begins. He agrees with that part, but he believes that adding on to Shabbos is inherently a mitzvah in order to honor Shabbos. So this issue as to whether Tosefes Shabbos is to protect Shabbos or to honor Shabbos would be a debate between Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon in these two views of the Medrash about whether Hashem added that first Shabbos or not. And the Minchas Baruch quotes another proof to this approach from the Ritva in Shabbos Lamed Hei Aleph and Rosh Hashanah Tes Aleph. So he has an unusual position here, which is the Ritva believes one cannot accept Shabbos early just by saying so. According to the Ritva, they have to do something more substantial in order to make it Shabbos, like daven the Shabbos Shemona Esrei or make Kiddush, something which really sanctifies the day. But merely saying that I'm now accepting Shabbos is not enough. Now, even though we don't follow that halachically, but on a theoretical level, it shows, says the Minchas Baruch, that the Ritva believes that this is a mitzvah in order to enhance the sanctity of Shabbos. Because if it's only about protecting Shabbos, so then what does it matter if a person says it with words or they just don't work? It's just about protecting the last minutes before Shabbos and making sure someone doesn't do work spilling into Shabbos. So why do you need to make Kiddush in order to begin this mitzvah. So the fact that the ritva holds that one needs to sanctify those minutes in a substantial way shows that he believes it's about extending the sanctity of Shabbos and not just protecting the last minute so people don't go over time. Now, the Minchas Baruch quotes a fascinating debate that pivots on this exact issue. And this is quoted in the commentary on Rav Sadia Gaon's Sefer HaMitzvos from Rabbi Rucham Perlo in Asay Lamed Dalid. And this comes from a book on the Jewish calendar called the Yisod Olam from Rabbi Yitzchak Yisraeli. The principle of the Jewish calendar is that Yom Kippur can never fall out on a Friday or a Sunday. So Shabbos and Yom Kippur are never adjacent to each other. And the question is why? So the Yisod Olam quotes a debate between Rav Sadia Gaon and Maram Barbaruch over this issue. Rav Sadia Gaon said, because since there's a mitzvah of Tosefes Shabbos, 
and there's a mitzvah of Tosefes Yom Kippur. So one needs to add to both Shabbos and Yom Kippur. And if Yom Kippur is spilling into Shabbos, or if Shabbos is spilling into Yom Kippur, you can't fulfill the mitzvahs of Tosefes Shabbos and Yom Kippur because those mitzvahs would contradict each other because adding to one of them would by definition mean subtracting from the other. So in order to avoid a clash between those two mitzvahs, we never schedule Yom Kippur on Friday or Sunday so it never clashes with the mitzvah of Tosefes Shabbos. Now the Maram Barbaruch disagrees with this approach because he says the whole point of Tosefes Shabbos and Yom Kippur is to avoid violating either one of them by doing prohibited work. So since Shabbos and Yom Kippur are both prohibited in work, what does it matter if they spill into each other? The effect is going to be the same as if one added to Shabbos or Yom Kippur because they're anyways not going to be doing work on that day. So he doesn't believe that this is a valid approach. So it seems like Rav Sadia Gaon and the Maram Barbaruch are debating this exact issue. The Maram Barbaruch is clear that the point of Tosefes Shabbos is in order to prevent violating Shabbos. That's why it doesn't matter if it's Yom Kippur during that time. Whereas Rav Sadia Gaon holds the point is to extend the sanctity of Shabbos and that's why it would clash with Yom Kippur. Now the question the Minchas Baruch poses is what about Yantif, which always spills into Shabbos or vice versa. And there is also a mitzvah of adding to Yantif. So he suggests that the Cholu Meshiv discusses that even those who hold that Tosefes Shabbos is Oraisa agree that Tosefes Yantif is only a drabanan. So it could be that's why Rav Sadia Gon's not concerned about it because on a Doraisa level, there's no clash between Tosefes Shabbos or Yantif. It's only Midrabanan so that they could wave. Whereas since both adding to Shabbos and adding to Yom Kippur are both Doraisa, so that clash we have to avoid. So that's the Minchas Baruch's explanation for that. So we've seen so far this debate between various commentators about what the reason for adding to Shabbos is. Rashi and the Maram Baruch and the Sholu Meshiv imply that it's to prevent people working overtime into Shabbos by accident. Whereas Rav Sadia Gaon and the Ritva seem to imply that it's inherently important to extend the sanctity of Shabbos. Now this debate raises another interesting issue, which is in general the Torah legislates the laws as they're supposed to be, and then the rabbis come and build protective fences around the Torah. That's what the Mishnah in Pirkei Avos at the beginning calls asusiag la Torah, that the rabbis are supposed to make sure that people don't by accident violate a law of the Torah. But it's unclear whether the Torah itself would ever cross over into rabbinic territory, so to speak, by legislating something which is not in and of itself required, but it's only intended to protect another law of the Torah. In other words, that's generally not the role of the Torah. The Torah's job is just to tell you what you have to do because it itself is important. The rabbi's job is to create those protective fences. But does the Torah ever create a protective fence? Now, Tosefis Shabbos, according to the majority opinion, is a Doraisa law. 
So according to Rashi's idea that it's intended to protect the violation of Shabbos, this would be an example of the Torah itself legislating a protective fence. So this is in fact a debate. It's for this very reason that the Chasdei David, which is an important commentary on the Tosefta, in his Chuvos Michtam LeDavid, Arachaim Simen Yud Zayin, disagrees with the approach that this is a protective mitzvah to protect the first minute of Shabbos, because he says the Torah doesn't make protective legislation. So that can't be the reason. It's a law of the Torah that even though it's still Friday, one should begin the sanctity of Shabbos early. So it's precisely for this concern that the Chasdei David argues it can't be a protective measure. It has to be an inherent mitzvah in and of itself. On the other hand, Rabbi Yosef Engel in his Sefer Lekach Tov Klal Ches and the Stechemed also brings a number of examples to this. They believe that the Torah does make protective legislation sometimes. So this could be an example of that. According to Rashi's view, this is a mitzvah mida oraisa intended to protect the all-important mitzvah of Shabbos. Now we'll end this discussion with a few practical differences that will arise depending on what reason one accepts to explain this mitzvah. The Minchas Baruch himself suggests that this debate might influence a very important halachic question, which is when does the Tosefes Shabbos have to begin? So there's some debate. The majority of poskim hold that the Tosefes Shabbos must be before sunset. Whereas there are some poskim who suggest the idea that even if one accepted Shabbos at sunset, before nightfall, that would be considered Tosefes Shabbos. So the Minchas Baruch believes that this issue might hinge on the reason for Tosefes Shabbos. Because at nightfall is when Shabbos technically fully begins. At sunset is when we're unsure if it's Shabbos. So the rabbis said that one should pretty much act like it's Shabbos. There are a few leniencies, but for the most part, it's Shabbos during the whole period between sunset and nightfall. It's called Bein HaShemashos. So the Minchas Baruch says that if the reason for Tosefes Shabbos is to prevent one from working overtime, so then by accepting Shabbos at sunset, they've accomplished that. Because usually Bein HaShemashos is only prohibited in work Midra Banan. And now by transforming it into a Da'oraisa Shabbos, they've built that safeguard around the Da'oraisa Shabbos, which begins at nightfall. And they've now begun it early at sunset. But if the reason for Tosefes Shabbos is to honor Shabbos, so then doing it at sunset is not enough because anyways the rabbis said that Shabbos begins at sunset. So accepting Shabbos then doesn't add anything to the pre-existing prohibitions. So according to that reason, one would have to accept Shabbos before sunset in order to properly honor Shabbos. That's the way the Minchas Baruch formulates this, that the issue of when Shabbos has to begin hinges on the two reasons offered for this mitzvah. Now we can agree with the Minchas Baruch that this issue of whether Shabbos has to begin before sunset or not very likely depends on the explanation for it. But as we saw from the Chassam Sofer earlier, one could formulate it exactly the opposite way too. That if it's a matter of honoring Shabbos, that can be done at sunset because technically Shabbos hasn't begun Mida Oraisa. So by accepting Shabbos during Bein HaShemashos, which is normally a drabanan, and transforming it into a Doraisa, that's a form of honoring Shabbos. Whereas if the reason is in order to safeguard Shabbos, so then that has to be done before sunset, 
lest someone come to violate Shabbos after sunset when it's rabbinically prohibited. So there's two ways to formulate how this debate might influence the issue of when Shabbos has to begin, and one could probably formulate it either way, but there does seem to be a connection between these two issues. The second practical issue, which seems to be related to this discussion, is how long does the Tosefes Shabbos have to be? In other words, how much earlier from Shabbos does one need to begin Shabbos? So here there's basically two major opinions. Some hold that there is a shiur to this mitzvah. There's a minimum amount of time that one has to accept in order to fulfill this mitzvah, even though we're not sure exactly what that is because the Gemara never gives us a time. So there's some speculation about how long that exactly would be. The Mishnah Brura, quoting from the Chaye Adam, mentions that the additional time should be a half an hour, but that's from Tseis. And he's using a Benashmashos of 13 and a half minutes. So you figure that he's adding about 15 or 16 minutes for Tosefes Shabbos. So according to the Mishnah Brura, one should accept Shabbos about 15 minutes before sunset, which is roughly in line with what we end up doing when we light candles 18 minutes before sunset. So that's the Mishnah Brura's position, but there are more lenient positions. The Avnei Nezer interprets the Shulchan Arach Harav as saying that one should accept four minutes. The Eretz Tzvi interprets the Shulchan Aruch HaRav as saying that it could be even less than two minutes. And the Derech HaChaim says that it should be a minute and a half. So there are poskim who have very small amounts of times. And then there's another approach, which is that it could really be any amount of time, even just a few seconds. So basically, it ranges from a very lenient position to about 15 additional minutes. So this may depend on the issue we've been discussing, because if the point is just to protect the beginning of Shabbos from someone working overtime, then it might be enough to just have a very short amount of time. But if the point is to honor Shabbos by accepting its Kedusha early, so then it might need a more substantial amount of time in order to make it more serious. And a third practical issue, which may depend on this discussion, is how does one accept Shabbos early? So here there's three major opinions. The first is that someone has to say something in order to accept Shabbos. So they would have to verbalize, I'm accepting Shabbos now. The way most people fulfill that is by singing Lechadodi or saying Mizmor Shirli Yom HaShabbos in Shul. So those passages are considered to be accepting Shabbos. So when someone verbalizes them, that's a way of accepting Shabbos before sunset. The second opinion is that one doesn't need to verbalize it, but they do need to think it. So if someone can't say that sentence, they at least need to think to themselves, I'm accepting Shabbos. And then there's a bigger leniency that even if one didn't verbalize or even think that they're accepting Shabbos, but they simply didn't do work for a few minutes before sunset, that alone is good enough to count for Tosefes Shabbos. So just acting like it's Shabbos and not doing prohibited labors on Shabbos is enough to be considered Tosefes Shabbos. And we mentioned before the fourth opinion of the Ritva, which we don't accept halachically, which is the most strict that none of these options work and one has to sanctify it by davening the Shabbos davening or making Kiddush. So this discussion probably also hinges on what the reason for the mitzvah is. If it's in order to protect Shabbos, then maybe just sitting there would be enough in order to protect the first few minutes of Shabbos, even if one didn't actively accept Shabbos. 
But if it's in order to extend the sanctity of Shabbos, then one would need to accept it because it's not enough to just passively refrain from doing prohibited labors, but one needs to actively sanctify those minutes. So on a practical level, with regards to the three issues we just discussed, we rule that one should ideally accept Shabbos verbally a few minutes before sunset. So that's how we rule on those three issues, which seems to indicate that we believe that there's something special about that time. It's not just to prevent overtime work on Shabbos, but it's actively important to extend the sanctity of Shabbos.